if we are mad about things, if we take things and we don't watch, if, we, if it doesn't work out, if we don't wait on God, we can make us mad. We definitely do not want to try to take things into our own hands and not trust God because we can ruin the plans that God mentioned. He has plans for us to prosper. But if we do not stay in his plans, don't be mad when we don't prosper. Hey, I'm Amani. And this is Elijah. And this is the Deeper Waters Podcast by Pascalis Bros. Diving right into the waters right here. <laughs> so essentially, we are here to give some sort of Gen Z Bible study, you could say, where we are here as Gen Zers, and we are here to come to you and bring God's word. We are Gen Zers. We were, we're, we're told off that we're sleeping, and we might just be validating that point right now. But anyways, going into what we were looking at earlier, we're just trying to follow that same call to be fishers of people or what we believe disciples. Simply, you could call us Piscatas Rose. There's a difference between fishing as a lifestyle and fishing as a hobby. And when you're living to be a disciple maker, you're pushing yourself, but when you push yourself so much, sometimes you'll you'll eventually get to that state where you, where you just start doing it. Because what, what, what would really happen if we, if we were wrong? Nothing. But if we were wrong in the other way, man, what, what, what would that life be like? 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 Welcome back to the podcast. Thank you for taking the time out of your day to listen today. I know half of y'all just cringed. It's okay. Hopefully. <laughs> Please don't click off. We need you. And you probably will want to hear what we have to say today. So piggybacking off of our last topic on divine time, we want to also focus on how we need to submit and commit to God's timing and God's will for our lives and plans. Since we've already covered how he's omnipotent, but where, what role do we play? We covered how God is. But I know personally in my life, I've always been so, so eager to get to the next phase. I've always been eager to hurry up, get out of kindergarten, get out, get done with middle school, get done with high school. I was done with high school as soon as I got there. It was so not for me, not for me. And now I'm in college, already done with that. I just want to get to where I want to go. But do I want to get where God wants to go? Yes. But does my flesh, do I always act on that? No, and that's something that I do need to work on. But a lot of us, we just get so caught up in trying to rush through life that we need to stop, read the word and consult God and to make sure that we're doing his will for our lives. Yeah, absolutely. And I can I can attest to that. Where I, I like to rush too. And I, and I think once you think about rushing in life, you know, we can do that a lot. But why is it important to not rush God? Why? Why shouldn't we rush God? You know, think about that topic. Um, God will reveal his plans to you. It takes time, but God will reveal it to you. We don't rush his timing because he has the ultimate time. We shouldn't rush his time because he is not in time. As we talked about in the last podcast, he is eternal. So when we try to rush him, it's kind of it's kind of like when you when you try to rush your mom and, and you're leaving and she's oh, like you should to leave. never do that. No, because then your mom's like, uh, like okay mom let's go let's go let's go. <laughs> no. No 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 no. 
I'm the mom. I know what we're doing. Don't tell me what to do. Well, my right? mom will have me sit in the hot oh, car for that. Oh, yes. Be like, okay, go, go to the car. Go to the car. And then she'll, and she'll make you sit there and not turn on the... Oh, yeah. Because you'll be like, it's hot outside. It's midsummer. You're she like, go, mom, let's get her, go. We want to get do her this favorite thing. snack or something. Yes. We love your mom. But you, it's, it's not... They're not terrible people. It's because we were disrespectful. Yes. And that's... Imagine doing that to your heavenly father. I mean, it's the same thing if I did that to my dad. Did that yeah. to anyone of authority. You don't want to rush them. But the first scripture, diving right into the topic today, diving right into the waters right here. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm full of corny, cringy <laughs> stuff today. I'm sorry. And I, I deeply apologize. But diving right into the scripture, Romans 8, 18 through 30. And we'll start reading here. And there's a couple of different spots that we'll stop at. So in Romans 8, 18 through 30, it says, I consider that our present sufferings are not worth comparing with glory, the glory that will be revealed in us. For the creation waits an eager expectation for the children of God to be revealed. For the creation was subjected to frustration, not by its own choice, but by the will of the one who subjected it in hope that the creation itself will be liberated from its bondage and to decay and brought into freedom and glory of the children of God. So there's a lot of different things to break down right in there. I really, it's, it's so funny how it mentions that we're the creation subject to frustration, not by its <laughs> own choice, but by the will of the one who subjected it. Yeah. We get so frustrated yeah and the timing of how things work out and how things go but at the end of the day god is the one that has control over everything i know personally i've gotten frustrated i didn't necessarily get the answer right mm -hmm. when i wanted it yeah and i end up rushing into things sometimes yeah. not necessarily in the will of god which i'll cover here in a moment but that is a big thing it, god is aware that you'll be frustrated sometimes yeah. but we need to make sure that we don't let that frustration or that even that anger that we might have, yeah. it says in the scriptures, be angry, but sin not. It doesn't yeah. lead us into making a bad decision. Absolutely. You got to be careful when you're frustrated with with God, especially. But, you know, it. and God knew, obviously, when it was this was written, God knew that it would cause us frustration. He understood that. But we have to learn to control that. We have to learn to not necessarily be frustrated, but to take our frustration and just go, you know what? I'm giving it to God. Lift your hand and say, you know what? I'm frustrated. I'm times in my altar. life. Yes, I say that all the time. But for real, somebody just, has just an open attitude. your eyes and be like, I'm done. You know what, God, you have it. Take the frustration. I don't need to worry about this anymore. You know, take yes. just let it go because really that frustration Whatever. will build up. Whatever Absolutely. that problem is. Say, put it on the altar. I don't care what <laughs> it is. Put it on the altar. You don't have to be at church to put it on the altar. You but if you if you don't have an altar in your home. That's an issue. Amen. You need yeah. to get a prayer life and be in connection with God so you know what the will he has for you. And once you get that prayer closet set up, or even if it's at the corner of your bed, put those problems on the altar. Trust God. He, will, he has not given us a spirit of fear, but a power and love of a sound mind. One of the fr uh, fruits of the spirit is peace. We aren't necessarily going to be happy with the way everything goes. But if we trust God, we can have peace even in the midst of a little bit of frustration that comes out mm -hmm. of our flesh. But continuing on with Romans, picking up at verse 23, it says, 
We know that the whole creation has been groaning as in pains of childbirth right up to this present time. Not only so, but we ourselves who have the first fruits of the spirit grown inwardly as we eagerly await for our adoption into sonship, the redemption of our bodies. For in this hope we are saved, but hope that is seen is no hope at all. Who hopes for what they already have? But if we hope for what we do not know yet, we wait patiently for it. So in that, it's really just talking about how we need to wait. And I love how it says here, it says, but hope that is seen is no law, no, not hope at all. You know, it's saying if you can see it and it's there, it's not really hope. And without hope, are we really truly believing in God? Because hope in that way is, are we trusting in God? And if you can already, if you, if it's already happening, you know, as it's saying there, if it's already happening, it's not really hope. Yes, I'm just now thinking about back to Christmases ago when I figured out, well, really, I was always skeptical of Santa, but I very quickly figured out because I'm a very, I've been born a nosy person sometimes. <laughs> um, I've, I've kind of grown back a little bit, a little bit. God's working on me. but um, <laughs> Little by little. As a kid, I remember sneaking down with a couple family members, and I had my little binoculars on, literally. And we went down, and, you know, you're hoping for a certain gift as a child. I mean, that's not what Christmas is about at all, whatsoever. But I remember going down there and then realizing, oh, it's just my parents down there eating up all our cookies and doing oh. But, like, it's just like, <laughs> and, you, and we realize that they're the ones buying the gifts or whoever else is buying the gifts, but it's mm-hmm. not Santa basically. So then when we know already what we're going to get, or, you know, there's been times where I've snuck and seen a couple, (laughs) I I only did it one time. There's been a time where I've snuck and seen, you know, and a lot of people have done it, like snuck and seen a gift before. But then if you already know what you're going to get, where's the hope? And it kind of takes the joy out of it too. When you already know what's going to happen. For one, you don't have any of that faith really that or even excitement that comes like i don't necessarily know but i trust that something good whether it be what i want or don't want absolutely that something good is going to come out of this but you know if we already know what we got we already know what we have there's nothing to hope for there's nothing to be patient for and by taking the aspect of hope out of everything if we already know everything like i said earlier we don't need god and by taking away hope we don't have anything to trust in, but that's why God wants us to trust in him. We're not going to, that's part of the reason why he doesn't reveal everything to us because we'll get ahead of ourselves. Yeah, absolutely. And going back to Romans uh, in chapter eight, verse 26 it says in the same way, the spirit helps us in our weakness. We do not know what we ought to pray for, but the spirit himself intercedes for us through wordless groans. And he who searches our hearts knows the mind of the spirit, of the spirit because the spirit intercedes for God's people in the coordinates with the will of God. And there it's kind of talking about how the Holy Spirit is literally pleading for us in harmony with God's will. You see that? I mean, it's literally the Holy Spirit is praying for us because we don't know what to say. But the Holy Spirit takes over. And that's why we need to have the Holy Spirit. It's part of our salvation, but it's literally God living within us. It will pray when we don't know how to pray. Now you have to. Now that is one thing too. Part of faith and hope, we have to allow God inside of us, and we have to allow it to go. It's kind of we allow a lot of things to happen in our life. Not everything. We don't control anything, 
But God isn't going to force you to now. Don't get me wrong. God's going to get what he wants done regardless of what yeah. we feel like doing. <laughs> yes. But for God to use you in the way that he wants to use you, and more than likely it's usually going to be a more positive way and not mm-hmm. necessarily, it's not for your demise as all things work t- uh, together for the good of those that love the Lord, uh, which is the next, actually the next verse right there. Yeah. But as all things work together, if we allow God to work in us, we're going to be doing God's work because we're allowing him to work in us. But if we're filling our life with other things, we're not going to have that. It's going to get in the way of that connection with God. Absolutely. Yes. So as long as we're letting his Holy Spirit within us, we'll have that peace and we'll be producing the fruits of the Spirit, which is love, joy, peace, and patience. We're going to be patient with the will of God. We're going to be patient with God's timing because we'll be aligned with God because God will be literally inside of us. Yes, absolutely. So we'll wrap up these last few verses of this chapter right here. And it says in verse 28, And we know that in all things God works for the good of those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. For those God foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his son, that he might be the firstborn among many brothers and sisters. And those he predestined, he also called, those he called, he also justified, those he justified, he also glorified. So right there tells us that we don't really need to worry as long as we have God inside of us. Yeah. A lot of times we try to take things into our own control and it, it's it's not going to end well. No. Um, I know there's personally, personally been times in my life where I did not consult God. <laughs> and let's just say it was not a fun time. I know even a lot of times it was for me personally with different job opportunities. Now, I want to be an entrepreneur. You know, entrepreneurs are crazy, but a lot of times they get crazy money. So, I mean, I think it's worth being crazy to get crazy money. <laughs> but we, sometimes you take crazy leaps and crazy risks. And, you know, you study, but you may not get the full picture, which is why it's so important to contact and connect with God to make sure, because he yeah. sees everything. He sees the yeah. stuff that we don't see. No matter how smart we are, we will never see everything. God mm-hmm. is omnipresent and omniscient. He sees all. But there's been a couple different job opportunities. Let me tell you something. <laughs> and they're going to call it network marketing, MLMs. I'm not saying every single one will n- produce no success at all. But now there are some that are not scams. There are some that are scams and pyramid schemes. Let's just say I've done about five of those in my lifetime. (laughs) Now, one of them ended up better than others. But the thing was, I was so eager and I prayed a little bit about it, but I didn't really pray about it. If I'm being Mm -hmm. honest, I saw the money that was possibly available, which the love of money is the root of all evil. Mm. So don't let money ever be the guide. But I didn't I was like, oh, I need money right now. I see the money and like, you know, there's certain things that happened with my schooling that ended up taking a lot more money than I thought it was. So I was like, oh, I need to figure out how to pay this off. Yeah. I thought I was making a great financial decision with the college I went to. It was not a good financial decision to go to that college. And that's a story for another day. But by rushing into something, I ended up losing money. Some of those programs, a lot of these, a lot of the ones that are scams, they'll have you pay up front. It's yeah. and 
that just means you're the customer. Um, but essentially, what I'm trying, the point I'm trying to get to, I wasted a lot of these programs, and they were not cheap. There weren't no like two dollars a day thing. No, these were like one hundred fifty, two hundred something <laughs> dollar programs, and I thought I was saving money, but at the end of the day, I ended up wasting time, which time is more valuable than money because we don't have endless time. Yeah. Money comes and goes. But time, when it's gone, it's gone, and we're going towards eternity, as we covered in this last episode. Yeah. But since I was in such a rush to get these things and do things my way instead of trusting God, which he did end up oper- opening up an opportunity this year, just recently, I finally seeing why things worked out in the way they did. There's a job, uh, there's an opportunity now that I can get college for free, but I did not necessarily look for that. I was trying to do things my own way and I ended up losing more money. Mm. And it's not all about money. That's not the point I was trying to say, but I did not give, I did not contact God about the decisions I make and it led to my demise. Yeah, absolutely. I know in my life, there have definitely been things I, I have rushed and sometimes God will make you know you messed up. Sometimes he'll let you know, hey, step back. Don't rush, don't rush this. I know you better than you know you. And he, he, is, he is very faithful. And speaking of faithfulness, in uh, Lamentations chapter 3, and uh, go to 21, it says, Yet this I call to mind, and therefore I have hope. Because of the Lord's great love, we are not consumed, for his compassions never fail. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. I say to myself, the Lord is my portion. Therefore, I will wait for him. Man, it talks about how faithful God is. He is hope. He is our hope. He has love that consumes us with compassion that never fails. I love that so much because even when we rush him, sometimes when we take that time and we rush him, his love is still there for us. And he'll say, just calm down. Wait, wait for me, and I love you, and I'll be there for you. We must depend on him, you know? In that chapter, it's all about God's faithfulness and our hope, even in the midst of affliction. There's a lot of different things that happen, but and it talked about all these afflictions that that prophet was going through. But it said even then he had hope and he was waiting patiently and quietly. So we must depend and submit to the plan that God has for us and not try to take things into our own hand. I'll slightly going back to the last verse real quick. We have the access to the Holy Spirit and it completed for us. And we can have direct connection to God that people didn't always have. You used to have to go through a priest and through other people to get to God. He's yeah. right there so we can talk to him and help. Ask for at least peace during the situation, even when we don't understand. But a lot of times, sometimes we don't actually contact him. That's why it's so essential to have that relationship with him so we can actually connect and see what God wants to do through us and when he wants to do it and what exactly he wants us to do in that time that we're in. But we must depend and submit to the plan that God has for us as the scripture in Lamentations is saying, and we must wait patiently and quietly for what God wants us to do. Yeah, which (laughs) I know sometimes that's kind of hard to just kind of wait there. It says patiently and quietly. Oh, man, isn't that, that kind of reminds me of the saying moving in silence. Yes. <laughs> it's so funny. A lot of the people who say they're moving in silence are making the loudest steps in the world. Yeah. <laughs> and this last last podcast we ended off 
purposely with the verse talking about not boasting about the future because we wanted to lead into submitting yes, it to God's absolutely. plan. You know how embarrassing it is to think that you were going one way and you told everybody, I'm doing this, I'm doing that, and this is going to happen at this time and you did not pray about it and none of that stuff happened and people are like, oh, so what? when were you going to get that money or when were you yeah. going to start this or when were you going to start that? And it wasn't God's Absolutely, plan. man, I, I, I know <laughs> in my life, I remember I had, uh, it, it's been a year after I graduated high school. I remember right after I was graduating high school, I was like, I'm going to go to this college. And everyone knew, and I was doing this with my life. I'm going to do this. And it didn't really work out. And now it's like, wow, why aren't you doing that? You get the people that come up to you. Why aren't you, why aren't you doing this? So, you know, you got to be you very, very quiet, you know, sometimes. When if you don't know if it's 100% God's will, maybe just kind of keep, not necessarily don't talk about it, but... Make sure you know what God wants for you. Don't misunderstand God for just yourself. For and your on top of that, maybe God did tell, maybe God does tell you you're going to go a certain place, but don't put his plan or his purpose for you in your own timing. Don't put a time frame that God did not give you on something because he's still going to go to a Bible college, mm-hmm. but it wasn't when he thought he was. Yeah. So when we boast about what we think we're going to do in God, yes. God, God loves to humble us. Amen. Okay. Oh. You know, pride is not, that is one of the biggest thing condemned. Yeah. There's not, I don't think there's one time where pride is mentioned in the Bible in a good way. Yeah. But however, God wants us to stay humble because we have to realize that even though God has great things in store for us and great blessings in his timing, we must submit to him because as soon as we take credit for those blessings and credit for the plan, way we planned and prepared, mm-hmm. now we want to be wise and prepare and do things in God's will. But if we do it outside of God's will and try to make it happen in our own timing, God's going to get ready to humble you. You yeah. better be ready. For I, as they say, I would rather be humble than be humbled. Yeah. I mean, that, that, that is so true. And going into verses, I love the verse in Isaiah chapter 40, where it says in verse 31, it says, But those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not be faint. Other translations say they that wait on the Lord. And there's yes. so many songs and some gospel songs. They oh, that yeah. wait on the Lord. <laughs> that one's a good one. Or even James Wilson, somebody that's in um, our denomination, he has that phenomenal song, Wait on the Lord. And that's something that we love. A lot of yeah. us Christians, we love to sing about it. But do we actually do it? Yeah. Do we actually do it? Yeah. You hear me? You heard? <laughs> do we actually do it? I'll but, let you answer that. Yeah. And we, and we can be mad if we don't work out, if we don't wait on God. If we don't wait on God, it can make us mad, as, as we were talking about before. We need to fully put our lives into God's hands. As we're going through this, you really realize that at the end of the day, we really have to give it to God. Because if we try to rush Him, if we try to put things in our time frame, if we do this and that, it's not going to work out. Because God is eternal. Right. As we keep talking about God is eternal, so why are we trying to do things? We need to let him take control. Take control of our lives. Give ourselves to him. Yes, and there's something else I want to expand on here. It says, um, you know, one thing that it really points us is that we must wait on the Lord for what? So that he will renew our strength. In that season of waiting, 
we will be renewed in strength. Even if it's a long, long time, that's going to build up strength perhaps for what the next thing is. Sometimes we're going to go through that valley of the shadow of death. We're going to go through hills. We're going to go through valleys. We're going to go through all sorts of situations. But in that waiting, if we're waiting on the Lord, he's going to renew our strength and he's going to use the different tests and use the different timings uh, to build up, build us up for the next thing he wants to take us to. And as long as we're submitted, submitted, listening and submitted, we may hear it. We may know where we're going to go or where God wants to take us, but we need to make sure we're doing it exactly the way he wants to do it and being submitted yeah. in faith and submitted and waiting because God sees the beginning where you started and where he knows exactly, exactly, no matter even if you mess up, he knows exactly how you're going to end. So we need to trust him and not take it into our own hands because we may ruin something. Now, like we said, God already knows what you're going to do. But that's why it's important to listen to him, because if you listen to him, it's not going to end up bad. But if you don't listen to him, although he knows what you're going to do, he's not going to advise you to do something in your demise. But if we don't consult him, we could end up in a way that was not good and yeah. not necessarily what should have happened. Absolutely. I agree with that wholeheartedly. And um, if we are mad about things, if we take things and we don't watch and we don't work out, if we if it doesn't work out, if we don't wait on God, we can make us mad at times. You know, if we don't wait on God's plan, it does it does frustrate. And I know in my life I have definitely had times where I wasn't patient or I didn't wait on God and not necessarily I rushed at time and at these moments, but where I wasn't just being patient necessarily. And because there are a little bit of difference between rushing and not being patient. But sometimes when you rush God, you're trying to force him to do something. Or being patient and just like... Force doors open that yeah, are closed. absolutely. But really, when we break down a door and we end up falling or there's, I don't know, maybe it's a room full of spiders or something that God yeah. was trying to protect us from. Yeah. We can't be mad if we busted down a door that was yeah. supposed to be or, closed. Or busted out the window or and jumped out the not window. Even bu- the you may not have busted down the door because the door may have still been closed and we ran our heads into the door <laughs> because it was not open and we tried so hard to get it open and it yeah. didn't open. Absolutely. And uh, in Jeremiah, it talks about, um, in chapter 11, For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you hope and a future. Then you will call on me, and come and pray to me, and I will listen to you. So as we were just saying, you know, you, you, you use that and said, if you run into a door, and it says plans to prosper and not to harm you. And sometimes we'll do things that, man, maybe we're putting ourselves in situations where it's like, wow, did I really just do that? Yes. And if we would have just listened to God's plans, would we have really been in that situation? If, if we would have just listened to God, we may not have had the things to happen. Absolutely. It's this verse is talking about that how we have a hope and a future and we must pray and communicate now with God. And if we're not in communication with God and we're not patiently waiting on that, he said plans to prosper, not plans that are bad. And we we may feel weak at certain times. We may be going through a desert, through a valley, but those are to make us stronger. And if we're waiting on him, he'll renew our strength. But if we don't wait on him and we rush or we become impatient. We can come to bad, bad conclusions. I know Israel, we, I know they're God's people, and we're all people, but we're still people. And even God's people is an example of how all people are. 
disobedient. <laughs> God's love language is obedience, and they were not very good at showing God love a lot of times in the Bible. And then yeah. one specific time after all these years of slavery, God brings them out. And, you know, the story of Exodus, the story of Moses bringing them out of the desert, they went through all the plagues, they finally get free, and they get to the de the desert, and God's like, I have a land. He had made a promise to them. There's land flowing with milk and honey where Israel's going to be. This is where Israel's going to be. And while Moses was up there getting the Ten Commandments, there's that story. They became impatient and they started to make their own gods. They're like, he's taken forever and we've been forsaken. Things are better in Egypt. They make their own god and they ended up getting in trouble for that. And even more than that, there was a whole group of people, people that sided with Korah saying that, oh, we're going to do our own thing and do something outside of God it's because we're not doing it in our own timing. They got swallowed up. Or another time with Israel, when they almost got there, they almost got there. Even throughout all that, they made an idol. They got in trouble for that. They had bitter water that they drank. They were mad about manna. And they, they had all these things that happened to them that didn't have to happen if they would have just simply trusted him. He, he brought them out of a whole army. He brought them out and delivered them from a whole army that was trying to kill them. They had a whole pillar of cloud and a pillar of fire that was protecting them and they were still not trusting them and they went through waters and he killed the whole army and they still did not trust them. God will make a way for us but we have to trust because he has planned for us to prosper but so many times we can't comprehend that. And we end up with that story where Joshua and Caleb and a couple other people, they come out and they scout out a land. Mm -hmm. And so many people become afraid because of the giants. And they did not trust God. Mm -hmm. Even though they, he's proved himself so much, so many times in our past, in past times. And the people of Israel didn't trust them. And because of that lack of trust, they did not inherit that blessing. And for 40 years, 40 years after being delivered and almost being at that promise because they rejected Mm -hmm. And because they did not trust in God, that whole entire generation that was delivered didn't even get delivered where they were supposed to go because they did not trust them. And God eradicated that whole entire, he let them all die out. And then they eventually, they, the, their generations did reach that. He did keep his promise. But the people who did not believe, people who didn't believe didn't make it because mm -hmm. they not, did not trust God and his timing and his will. Mm -hmm. And that's that's disastrous yeah i hope absolutely. i would hate for that to happen to us but it can happen to us if we don't trust god yeah that's just the prime example israel is a prime example of how a lot of us are i mean yeah. we're all grafted in now at one point at that point it was jew and gentile now we're all yeah. grafted into the glorious family of god but we definitely do not want to try to take things into our own hands and not trust god because we can ruin the plans that god mentioned here in jeremiah he has plans for us to prosper. But if we do not stay in his plans, don't be mad when we don't prosper. Yeah, absolutely. And that story actually reminds me of a verse in Proverbs. And it says, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, submit to him and he will make your path straight. Now, if they would have just submitted their lives, like you said, submitted to him, their lives would have been different. Thinking of another story as you were speaking, I thought of Joseph and how he had those dreams. And he had dreams of, and he told his brothers, hey, I'm going to be above you, and, and, and explained his dreams to his brothers. And, and God gave him a promise, but he was trying to rush that timing. He was telling them, so now, since I had this dream, it's just going to happen, right? 
And God had to show him, you have to follow what I'm following. It's not in your divine time. And all those things that end up happening in Joseph and, and the story of Joseph getting, getting thrown into the pit and then getting sold into slavery and, and all these steps that eventually brought him to where his dreams did happen. But he tried to rush that divine time. He tried to rush what God had for him. And it ended up biting him a little bit, you know, getting at him like, don't, don't tell, don't tell other people what I'm about to do because this is when I when this happens, it'll happen when I want it to happen. And right. and I love that story. And, and and it does it goes multiple ways because after that happened, I can imagine going into Joseph's mind and being like, man, maybe, maybe this isn't ever going to happen. You know, doubt starts to creep in because keep when in it doesn't mind happen every in your time step, frame. every step. It felt like he was taking two steps back. He yeah. mentioned the dream. He got thrown in a pit by his own Brothers. family. Oh, and wow. then he gets sold into slavery. But then he's the awesome slave, you know? Yeah. He also, and then his, and he gets the, 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 prison, the yeah. you know, she had, she must have had a Jezebel spirit. That's what I like to call it. <laughs> his, uh, Potiphar's wife must have a Jezebel spirit or something. But she was trying to get on him. And that's another subject of letting sin get too close. But, yeah. you know, he got, he had all these faces. Yeah. And it kept seeming like he was getting thrown back. Yeah. So I can imagine, you know, that when, when when he heard these promises that he had in his dreams, now it's not happening in my time frame. Not only is it not happening in my time frame, every time I think the time frame is about to happen, I get pushed back down. Right. Every time I think God's going to do it when I think he's going to do it, God doesn't do it. And he goes, no, wait for me. Wait for me. And I, and I love that story where in the end, it did happen because God said it was going to happen and it happened in his time and not in Joseph's time. Not in Joseph's time. And I know... A lot of times, even in our own ministries, like any aspect of life, if we rush into anything without consulting God, it will not go the way that we want it to go. Proverbs 3, 5 through 6 is such a such a profound understanding that you need to have. Trust in the God, trust in the Lord with all of your heart, not a little bit, all fully having faith. That takes faith and hope to fully trust in God. And leaning not on your own understanding. This right here, I'm telling you, you're going to hear this so much in the podcast. This is the biggest thing I had to learn as a Christian was that I'm not going to understand everything. Because yeah, that's the hardest without thing under, if you understood everything, you would not need God. Yeah. Lean not into thine own understanding. When you understand that you will not understand everything, then you will understand what God yeah. wants for you. Pause for a second and really think about that. To understand is to know that you will not understand. Isn't that crazy to think about? The opposite is so true that understand that you're not going to understand. And it's How so interesting too, a lot of this flesh and our spirit, they oppose. Flesh and the spirit, a lot of times they over oppose each other. Our flesh isn't always going to want to do what God's spirit is leading us to do. Mm -hmm. Almost every time it wants to go in the opposite direction. God's calling you to fast. You want to eat. God's mm -hmm. calling you to do this, and your flesh is going to want to go in the opposite direction. Yeah. And God's calling you to wait. And a lot of times our flesh wants to push it yeah. and think our way out of this. Understand this. We have to think our way. There has to be some sort of science to this. There has to be some sort of fundamental aspect or some, something. And then we yeah. just end up confusing ourselves and leading mm -hmm. to our own demise. Yeah. But that's what happens when we lead ourselves. Yeah. We have to be submitted to the will of God. We have to be submitted to his divine time. Yeah, God, God knows everything. And in the story of King David, um, similar to Joshua, and, and there were steps, 
Um, he was anointed king at a very young age. And I can't imagine, first of all, that would be a, I feel like that would be really stressful, right? Like, I'm a little kid. I mean, younger than we are now, you're getting told you're going to be king. So he now has this over him. I'm going to be king. And years and years and years and years happen of life where it didn't happen. And he, I mean, I can imagine, I mean, all the stories, he went and killed Goliath. He had that happen. I mean, he worked for Saul. I mean, he got so close to the throne at different points in his life, got close to the throne. And I can imagine he's thinking, oh my goodness, this is going to happen. And then another trial hits. Another thing happens. Um, um, King David was a mighty man and he grew into that. But I think God has divine time because he needed to make David into the king he needed to be. Yes. And another thing I want to insert in here too is in that story from the very beginning, you know, David had his own faith. He, he was, he was wild, man. He was <laughs> fighting. Like he, he fought the Goliath with the faith that he had in God, not yeah. through his own self. But he also, he already had faith in God before that. He was defending his sheep. He was mm -hmm. fighting lions. I know macho men. I know macho men. I ain't know nobody. Nobody who fighting any lions, wolves, bears coming up out of nowhere. No, he, <laughs> he was crazy. But when it was time for him to be called, he came right out of his job. We have to be instant in season and out of season. We have to be ready for when God calls us. Yeah. But we also have to be willing to wait. We need to be ready. We don't know what our plans are for the future or what God's plan is for the future. But we need to do what we need to do now. Yeah. Just because we don't know what's in the future or we may know what's in the future. We still need to do what we need to do now. Just because yeah. we may not be where we think we need to be or God's calling us to be right now. We're not always all, all the way where God is going to take us we're still on that journey yeah. there's still stuff to do on that journey yeah, absolutely. there's like, still stuff to do now even though we're not where we're yeah, called to absolutely. be absolutely like we said earlier you got to take those steps in that path that god is leading you on you got to take those steps and he'll establish today. them yeah, he, he establishes, establishes the steps. steps and you just got to take those steps and he's going to direct you you just need to be taking those steps because if you don't take those steps then you're not going to be prepared for what god has for you because it's, it does take a while to get to that point and if you're not willing to get to that point then you're not going to get it. And so, man. Time is such a hard thing for us to grasp. Mm -hmm. You know, we have clocks everywhere. We have time on our phone, which we're on too much. <laughs> and we often get distracted. That's one other big thing. We can't afford to be distracted. Time is just a vapor, as we mentioned earlier in the previous podcast. Time is such an important thing that we have to fully understand from the biblical perspective god gave us a book so we can understand what he needs us to understand and it's not something to glaze over nothing in that book is not important every little thing and every big thing is important in that book there's no verse that you want to skip over the whole thing connects the whole thing yeah. is divinely inspired by god god wanted us to understand he, he didn't necessarily want us to understand eternity fully, but he wanted us to understand that everything has a purpose and to understand that we need to put our trust in him and also understand that even though there's a time for everything and there's a time to do what God wants us to do, we don't have a lot of that time. Yeah. So even though we, we, we need to do what we need to do now, but we also don't want to rush what God has for us. We have to understand the full concept of time. So I want to encourage you as we begin to wrap up to look at what 
God has for you and look into the Bible. Don't just take what we say, even though we have plenty of scriptures we bring up in our podcast. I want to encourage you to take your time. That is the most valuable thing you'll ever have, more than money, more than power, more than anything. You'll never get more time. And if you spend your time and you invest in the things that God wants you to do, I promise you his will is better than anything that you could ever do. And a lot of us, we get so caught up in our own little things that we get distracted. We get so distracted and time's wrapping up. Time is wrapping up, we see signs of the times. And that's another issue on time, wrapping up. We're getting close to the end. We're getting closer and closer to the end. Even if it was far away, we're still getting closer to the closer to the end. And even if it's not the end of the world, we're getting closer to our own end. Yeah. And we're getting, and people's lives are ending around us. That's another thing we have to realize. So we may not be where we want to be or where exactly God called us to be yet. But just because God called us to do certain ministries, and that's another thing with callings. Callings are not one a destination. Yeah. It's, it's a kind of a journey. Because yes, absolutely. even though you may be called to do certain big things in your life, you have a calling every day to witness. You have a commission every day to fulfill the purpose that God has for you. He has plans for us to prosper and he, ha- he wants other people to prosper, but how are they going to hear what God has to say if we don't do what God instructed us to sow that seed in their life so they can have it to here? Be, to be that disciple maker, to be the fisher of people, we have to commit to that every day. And then when you, like we said and talked about the past podcast, where we said you have to take steps to do that every day, you need to wake up in the morning decide I'm going to do this. It it affects this in that way where we don't need to rush the time of God, but we need to act in our own time that we have. And we need to make time. Make time every morning. Because how the Lord is going to establish your steps regardless if they're good, like in the right way or not. God is going to make sure, like he, he has to allow it to happen. But how do we, the only way we'll ever know if we are doing the right thing is if we're communicating with God. So if we make time for God, he will make time for us. Now, God made time for God makes time for everybody. Don't get me wrong. But if we're not communicating with him, how will we ever know if we're in line with his divine time, with his divine purpose and his he sees it all. He sees it all. We need to make sure we are aligned with his divine time. Absolutely. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast. Be sure to connect with us on all of our platforms, interact with us, and let us know any feedback. If you have any stories you want to share with us, anything you ever want to say with us, we're right here listening. And we love you guys. We hope that you take time in your take your own time. Take your own time to study the word for yourself and to establish a relationship with God. Feel free to ask us any questions and to interact with us. And we'll see you on the next episode. Thank you.